this is me. And this is Elle. And you're listening to Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. Season 4. Episode 50... 52. And, and this, this is... 2020, 2020 Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast wrapped. <laughs> yes, bitch! Oh, I was so excited for that. I <laughs> <laughs> did it. <laughs> so, as you guys know, um, 2020 is thankfully about to be fucking over. Thank God. And we thought in a true Spotify fashion, we'll do like a wrap of our dating life this year. Yep. The best, the worst, and everything in between. Yep. And that is why we are here coming to you. So, L. <laughs> Let's start with whatever wants to fucking know. <laughs> Which is number of guys fucked this year. Oh my god, my number is sad. <laughs> okay, my number of guys fucked. Drum roll. Da-da-da-da. Two. <laughs> yeah, it's quite sad. All 12 months of the year, we are in December right yes, now recording. Yes. And you've got around. And I don't two. have prospects really for the rest of December. So yeah, oh. I'm probably going to top out this year at mm. two. Mm. So my two being are my uh, previous long term bay, who is now done with, as you all know, thankfully. Um, and then Bedside Boy. A notable appearance from a few episodes prior. Yeah, I mean, summer. You guys will begin to listen. Like, of course, twenty 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 dating has been hard. We actually joked about like if we did this in twenty nineteen, the data would just make itself. It would be so different. Like so everything different. was so non-committal, so light, so fun. Even when it was heavy, it wasn't as heavy as dating in a pandemic in any way. No. We've gone, there's no Euro trips this year. Oh my God. There's no, like, yeah, there's no travel segments. Mm -mm. That's so big. You know, we love that. Yeah. We love, like, traveling. We love fleeting vacation romance. Mm, We don't have that this year. Yeah. The data is sad. But maybe we'll do this next year. But, like, I mean, I think this is a good review for everyone involved. Good review. Good, like, little... A little cleanse. It's a cleanse. It's like, just purge the bullshit of 2020. Mm. And like, let's prepare ourselves for hopefully a more fruitful 2021. This is a great episode for a new listener. I feel like this is a good episode to send to your yes, friends and be like, flavor of us. Exactly. Like, you know, year in review. If you like them, you like them. If you don't, then bye, bitch. Bye. <laughs> you can now stop listening. Yeah. So on that note, B. B. For the first category, B. number of guys fucked. Where do you land? Um, I land with five guys. Fucked, which is, I mean, uh, I mean, it's fine. I mean, compared to two, it's much better. Yes, yes, I know. I'm, I'm slacking. I mean, we're, we're talking personal best. Even just something like over act, sexual activity over the course of the years we've been sexually active. I mean, these are slow numbers for us. She was very, it's very low for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but five, that's counting my ex-boyfriend. And it's also counting the guys since we've broken up. So a grand total of five. And for listeners, me and Elle actually broke up with our boyfriends around the same time. I think between a month of each other. Literally between, actually, they were both in April. Yeah. Yeah, because so, I remember you calling me the week of my birthday mm. and telling me that you and H had broken up. So literally, we both like ended our relationships in April. Yeah, and so that's from May first onwards. Yeah, basically. so a lot of this stuff will be made first onwards because of our long term relationships. Yes, exactly. Bearing that in mind, 
Um, okay, so number of guys ghosted. Okay, for me it's six. Six. Um, I, I've put five, um, and we've did this based off number of first dates. So these are guys ghosted after going out with them, not guys you ghosted on the dating app, because we actually, I personally don't have a yeah, number for that. That's that's hard to quantify, but I also feel like you don't really have any skin in the game after you've just had like a few you know, exchanges of messages on an app. So it's really only after you've met someone in person and you really like had a reason to potentially see them again. Mm. Yeah. You've chosen to ghost them. Yeah. So, um, so you're, what is yours, Elle? Did you say? Yeah. So mine's six. Okay. Mine's five. And I think that's based off our first date. So I've had seven first dates. And I've had eight. Okay. So of my eight first dates, I ghosted six of them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that actually is perfectly on par with my mathematics of my seven dates. I've ghosted five of them. Excellent. <laughs> We're out here. Uh, what is the percentage of matches. that? What is that? Um, so six of eight, that's a 75%. Um, ghosting rate. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, five of seven is pretty similar. I can't yeah. do that math in my head because seven's a prime number. Um, fuck you math nerds who can do that more. It would be the same because I'm, we're, I'm one less than you. It's, it'll be 75%. Yeah. 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 So we both have a 75% rate of ghosting guys. Yeah. That's, I mean, if you're on the 25% that we text back, you're lucky. Bro. Yeah. Your blessings. <laughs> Your percentile is very high. Yep. Okay, and the number of breakups. One. Also one. Also number of relationships. You know, it correlates. I guess also one. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as you guys know, uh, both of our relationships that ended in April mm-hmm. resulted in a breakup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like 2020 year wrapped wise I think it's the year of people really knowing if you want to be with someone or not be with someone for sure like being in a pandemic puts so much in perspective in terms of what you want to do with your life and also very much where you see yourself now in the present day Mm. because if you're with someone living in a neighborhood that you hate and you're like, oh, well, we're in a lockdown now, so I'm going to be here until the foreseeable future. It's like, do I really want to do that? Mm. You know, it, like, it very much, like, puts that decision to the forefront of your mind. Mm. And also puts, like, the whole context of, like, is this a relationship that I think I can see through and that I see, you know, going somewhere? Like, all of that very much becomes more serious than if it was just like normal times, you're just like floating along, living your life, whatever. It's like now we're in a world where everything is kind of consequential and you're in a place for a long period of time, stuck with this person who you have deliberately chosen to be with. Mm. So, you know, if you're going to stay with them, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it totally is. And I feel like a lot of people have broken up with their significant others in the dating world, at least, you know, like going out there, I've matched and also been on dates with a lot of people who are just getting out of relationships. Yeah. So many people. Mm -hmm. So many. Well, would you want to be dating your like 
end person, like your end game person right now in the middle of a quarantine, like I always wonder what that would be like if you actually have met your soulmate, what it's like to quarantine with someone. Because that's not the same. That's not normal life. Okay. So I had this hypothesis early on in quarantine, which is that all the people in relationships right now are either people who are about to get out of those relationships or people who are postponing their weddings. There is no in-between. If you are in a relationship, you are very much consciously choosing to be in it because you want to get married. Well, it's the circumstance of being stuck together. Right, right. I mean, and if you're stuck, if you're just stuck together without any, like, clear future goal, you were one of those people who was on the cusp of breaking up. Like, you were one of those, like, about to break up Mm. quarantine couples who are now quarantine singles. I just feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people started quarantine with like, even if it was a not perfect relationship, they started it with like, oh, well, like, I'll see it through quarantine. Bitch, we've been nine months. You're nine months still in quarantine. So I think if you haven't broken up knowing that it's not for you at this point, something's wrong with you. Break up with your boyfriend. I quote Ariana Grande. I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) on to the next um number of second dates so i've had seven i've had seven first dates out of those seven first dates i've only had two second dates oh my god (laughs) so and to clarify that's um second dates and beyond so of of the of the first dates that you've Of the had. first seven guys I've had first right, right, dates right. with. I've the on ones that you've gone on two. to continue dating yep. post-first date mm-hmm. two. would be two. Two guys. Yes. Yeah. For me, I have had eight first dates. And the number of ones that I've gone on second dates and beyond with was three. Mm. So pretty similar ratios again. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that speaks, I know the sample pool is quite the two of us. <laughs> Not great. In this Not room. Great. Um, but I want to say that everyone's dating has gone down in quarantine. And like, if you're looking back and you're wrapped, you know, thinking about your first dates and your second dates right now, like, don't feel bad about your numbers. Cause me and Elle were like feeling really bad about our numbers before in terms of they're so fucking low. Yeah. Like you guys know we date, but like we're in a pandemic. We're doing the best we fucking can. Literally. If you had two or three or even four first dates in this time, I mean, I still fucking applaud you mm-hmm. because this is literally a time where you're looking around and you're wondering if, if anyone around you is going to give you a deadly pandemic. Yeah. Like if they're going to give you a de- uh, if they're going to give you a deadly virus specifically mm-hmm. that you will then pass on to your friends and family. Like it's a scary ass time to be dating. And I think that that kind of factors into why even when we went on first dates, you know, some of the guys just weren't even worth it to continue trying to like find a reason to go on a second date with. Yeah. I definitely think I was more decisive my first dates because like I would go on them and then like know if I would want to see that person again and there's that politeness that I feel like a lot of women in general feel with like guys and rejection it's like oh if I reject them are is he gonna kill me right, 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 right. <laughs> and, you know is gonna follow me home you know I, I I do think with the pandemic it kind of brings to head your feelings a lot more that you're gonna have you're kind of forced to be honest in a way yeah so, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's number of second dates. <laughs> Is there anything noteworthy here that you want to stop and call out? Uh, no, I think I noteworthy sec. I think we can talk about the noteworthiness of the second dates and other portions of our twenty twenty. Fair, fair. <laughs> I know we're like kind of rocking through it right I now. I don't even remember who my second dates were. I need to like look back at the list because I um I flagged the ones that I went on second dates with. And okay, so for me, the first guy that comes to mind is like okay, I went on a date with the first date out of my relationship I went on a date with a guy um and then I slept with him and then we had a second date and I think I slept with him again but like he was moving neighborhoods and dick game was not very good so it was that was that was all I needed from him really um and then the other second date I had was with a lawyer and he's a reoccurring character. Lawyer boy. Lawyer boy is a reoccurring character. So we had more than more than two dates, but like he was my second person that I got to second date base okay. with. Okay. <laughs> a notable milestone. Yeah. Um, for me, okay, I'm looking at my list. So the first guy that I was seeing after t- breaking up with R was second date material. Actually, I think we went on four days all together before it fizzled out. Um, and then I went on two dates with another guy who I ended up friend zoning. And then two dates with another guy who I am ghosting currently. Um, <laughs> yeah, no uh, super lengthy recurring characters. Like, I feel Wait, like you've oh, been going on more dates than I have, though. Which is weird because I feel like I haven't because my dates are always, like, I don't know. I go through, like, phases. So I've, I've gone through phases in quarantine where I'll be seeing someone and then I'll wait a couple weeks and then I'll see someone else. And when I go through that phase of, like, being willing to see someone else, it's like maybe I'll go on two dates in that time. But either way, it's like, you know, these spurts of dating activity, there are weeks in between it. Mm. You know? So... Overall, it doesn't feel like I've gone on a lot, but I mean, I guess all in all going on like, you know, eight first dates altogether, I guess that's like not terrible for, uh, let me think from April seven months, like yeah. seven months of activity. Yeah. That's like a one new date kind of a month roughly. Yeah. So briefly before we get into the next section, because that's heavy, um, Let's talk about what we're drinking. <laughs> oh, let's do it. I love it. So um, for those of our loyal listeners and Instagram followers, um, I did post a story. You will see that we are drinking a fancy looking cocktail, mm. which happens to be a Manhattan made by Be Herself. My favorite cocktail, guys. It's delicious and it is beautiful. Um, and now that we're on camera, I'm going to pour another one. Yeah, yeah. Get some ASMR of Manhattan pouring. Yeah, do it up. We need a, a refill. Refill. We have pre-mixed. We have, a, like... <laughs> Not pre-mixed. Mixed by me. Mixed by me. Like, pre-mixed in a, a mixer, ready to pour. Right. We've got two cocktails. For recording purposes, specifically. And then we've got backup alcohol, yes. which, um, yours is a seltzer. 
Yep. And then mine's a Miller Lite. This is the year of the seltzer, folks. It is. Like, I mean, after, it's so weird to think about summer. Like, I just feel like all of this quarantine time, it's just, it's crazy. Because I was doing my family Christmas card and we did like 12 photos on the back um, of like different times during quarantine. I was like, oh my God, summer feels like ages away. Like I remember sweating, dying of heat. And like now we're in the frigid cold. Like it, 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 this year has felt like years. Like, okay. So for me, it's the fact that anytime I think back to any event, I'm like, oh, like a month ago, you know, I did that thing like a month ago. I went to that restaurant like a month ago. I saw my family like a month ago. And every time I say a month ago, I look back and it's like, you know, it was literally a month ago, but it's everything that feels like it was two weeks ago. It's just like on a rolling basis, everything that's happening in my life is happening a month apart. Mm-hmm. So every time I'm looking back, everything is a month ago. Yeah. And that's an insane measure of time between regular, normal events in your life. Yeah. Like, the, the quarantine time is fucked up. It truly is. Um, speaking of fucked up, uh, let's go to our next topic, which is throwback hits. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. B, our numbers are very okay. disparate here. Oh, okay. So, we've got different <laughs> numbers. I have some stories to tell. Okay, B, you go first. Okay, so throwback hits we define as guys from our past that have come back into our life. Yes, out of the woodworks. Out of the woodworks, yeah. Um, So I've got two, and I will say of those two, I was the one reaching into the woodworks. Oh my God. I was the one reaching out, you know? It wasn't like guys of my past reaching to me. So the two people I reached out to were, one was my ex-boyfriend that I dated for like, three and a half years. Um, we, uh, I think we refer to him as my British Bay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's been like, we have not been talking for a long time, um, because I hate the girl he's dating right now because we all went to uni together and it was his best girlfriend and in his course. And, uh, he ended up dating her six months, um, after breaking up with me. So yeah, I'm going to call bullshit on that entire situation really fucked up didn't tell me for six months um and then I forgave him and then I saw him when I was in London then we had a massive falling out um and then we haven't talked since so I reached out because I was the one who said the fucked up shit and I'll tell you guys right now because I actually I actually don't care um (laughs) I don't care what you guys think about me um so I in the heat of the moment if anyone knows me I'm quite dramatic I said that I will throw a party at her funeral or something along those lines yes you did say that I I recall um okay and I I I want to say in slight defense even though I'm not defending myself it was he was telling me I should be friends with this bitch. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, first of all, we all went to the same uni. So I know this girl. Like, I know this girl. I know her friends. We all know each other. And we were not friends in uni. And even though you were friends with my boyfriend, because she sucks. She's like a, you know, teacher's pet, whatever person. Very boring and basic. Horse girl. Horse girl. I mean, there's so many bad things to say about her, but I'm not here to shit talk her because at the end of the day, like she was simping over my boyfriend for years and then she was second choice and is now dating him. I genuinely think that she deserves better than him. Like she deserves to be someone's first choice. Everyone deserves to be someone's first choice. For sure. And I just feel like my ex-boyfriend's intentions with her were just 
he wanted to feel like the alpha in the relationship. Right, like it was kind of like a lazy choice almost. Yeah, and besides the lying about it for six months to me, I didn't, I, he didn't even tell me. My best friend told me and I had to confront him about it. Like, that is how it happened. Like, this guy has no fucking balls. So, like, the entire situation of that led up to me saying I'll be, you know, throwing a party at her funeral was, like, in depth, right? So, um, I don't like this girl. Like, I don't know if I'll throw a party at her funeral. <laughs> I don't know if I'll stand by those words. <laughs> but um, that's where we left off. And then I felt kind of, like, bad. So, I reached out and I was like, you know... I'm not trying to be friends with her at all or friends like, or like even friends with him. But I was just like, listen, like after my breakup with H, I, I don't know. I don't know. I felt like it was kind of like a rehab situation where you're like, reach out to people in your past. Yeah. Like an AA type of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was in a very low weak point. So I like asked if we can like, you know, chat, which was hard to do because he blocked me on everything. I had to go deep into WhatsApp and find the one place he didn't block me on, which is WhatsApp. And I was like, can we talk? And like almost immediately he was like, yeah, sure. Is is everything all right? And I was like, yeah. So then we had a conversation on the phone and it was so weird because he was so distant, you know, like when you talk to an ex, you are used to talking to them with them, like, talking to you out of love and respect and like you're like you know their number one fangirl yeah. right yeah. you know and they're your number one fangirl but like in the situation it was like I was talking to him and I was suddenly not the girlfriend right there's like this barrier in yeah. between you guys at this point now he was so like cold and distant and we did talk about like each other's family and like we did catch up but I just felt like it was something in between us probably his girlfriend but like yes, yeah, that would make sense that would make sense um, but I felt like I needed to, I wanted to be the bigger person um, and kind of like n- not completely burn that bridge. So I, that's what, that's what happened in that conversation. So it is what it is. So by to not burn the bridge, you said you would dance at his girlfriend's funeral. No, to like not burn the bridge. I reached out to him after like almost a year of not ch- talking and okay. it was like, listen, I'm sorry for saying that. But like I said that because I was upset oh, because post that you, being said. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. said I should be friends with your current girlfriend, which was something which that like you don't get to thing. demand. Right. You know, like we all went to uni together uh, before I knew she was fucking my boyfriend. I didn't like this girl. I didn't like her as a person. So I didn't even want her as my friend. So you went and this is somebody you constantly reminded me that it will never happen between the two of you. Never. And I was the most supportive girlfriend. I let you hang out with her alone and let you get drunk with her. I let her come over to my fucking, our shared apartment. But there's a lot of trust that was broken by him choosing to date her after. And me just saying that sounds bitchy, but like it was a lot of meditated in that way. It feels like always there in the background. It makes you like to like actually, it it fucks up your mind. It fucks up your trust. And it's just, it, 
was a lot to like swallow. And like for him to say that to me, like I was in the wrong. It's like, you don't get to demand me to be friends with your current girlfriend. Right. And that's how that situation happened. So it was more of like, it was, it's not about her at all. Like fuck her. It's really not about her. It's about like him, his lack of respect towards me and her. Like, can you imagine being in her situation, her shoes being the girlfriend that you're like the person, like your boyfriend, right? is is dating you for six months and is actively talking to his ex-girlfriend and is avoiding telling her that you're dating. Like, is that not fucked yeah, up if you're no, the girlfriend? super fucked up. Super That's not fucked, fucked up. up. When you first found out, it was, like, super shady and it kind of leaves you wondering, like, how does that girl feel like he has respect for her and how does she then have respect for herself right in knowing that you were this hidden secret yeah you know that i mean like not that you were the hidden secret but that she was the hidden secret and like the alternate secret is that he was still talking to you and not telling you about it like it's just a lot of uh kind of inconsistency in the whole equation yeah and i again i don't blame her for it i blame him so that's that. That was my first uh, throwback. throwback hit. My second throwback hit um, was E, who I talked about briefly on our, I think, season three finale episode. We have not talked about him at all since. In so long. Yeah, yeah that's on purpose. Um, after, again, my breakup with H, I reached out to him, like, because I, I can't remember. We, oh, I think we left off when I left. Birmingham <laughs> and can you give the listeners a, a recap of who this was okay yeah I wouldn't remember by this context. okay all right fine um so I went abroad like two years ago and like I, I go on like a yearly trip to Europe when we're not in a pandemic because I went to school there and on my one of my yearly trips to Europe I was in Barcelona I was staring in a hostel and I met this guy and you can listen to this in Euro trip like the first Eurotrip episode of the podcast in yep, detail. Yep, yep. We met, we had like an amazing connection. Um, we slept together and then I went, my next stop on that trip was London. He was in Birmingham, came down to London. We saw each other and then we didn't talk for 10 months. And then I came back on the next year on my next trip and I was in London. I always go back to London because I went to school there and I saw him and we hooked up again and then I went to travel around Europe, see other friends. And then I wanted to give it a chance with him, went to his city at Birmingham. And then he was just like, I'm not ready for this. And I don't want to do a long distance relationship and blah, blah, blah. And like, I've got family shit. And I just don't think he was mature enough. At this point, I was probably 25 and he was like 23. Um, mm. As I'm speaking currently today, I'm 27. So like he's 25. So like life has changed and shit. But um, he was just somebody who's always been like, in the back of my mind is it's just like an unfinished story yeah, yeah and it's really fucking annoying you know when you date someone and it ends it's kind of you've seen it through but when you don't date them because of circumstances uncontrollable to yeah, you you're always like what could have been here right what if you know the, the quote unquote one that got away that kind yeah. of mentality um so uh, we haven't talked since i left um I left Birmingham and we kind of decided that we're not going to 
like see each other or anything in any capacity. And I sent him like a drunken message when I was like drunk at a friend's like kind of like I don't know like we went away for the weekend and I was just drunk and I just randomly messaged him and he messaged back and he was like oh I thought I would never hear from you again and I was like yeah same <laughs> um but yeah like I reached out to him and I don't know there's not really much to say about that because it kind of like fizzled out in a way um we talked and chatted for a bit and I was trying to be flirty but then I kind of got the vibe that he wanted to be friends so I was like okay like I'll be your fucking friend you know I'm like ready to be friends I thought I was like emotionally ready to be friends and then as soon as I decided mentally like we're friends like this is like I, I didn't like I didn't like do anything crazy flirty, right? I just like maybe said a flirty comment here or there. He didn't pick it up and didn't follow through. So I just let it be. But then there was a moment where he tried to be flirty and then I rolled with it. And it just, it didn't really work out because it was fine. The flirtiness, the sexual tension was always there with us but like the fact that we're apart the fact that like he is sleeping and seeing other people and I was it's just it was like too much I think for both of us to like feel any sort of emotion for each other it's a lot to handle I mean I feel like based on you know hearing about this as it was happening yeah please very much right like he very much like um enjoyed the fantasy of the long distance kind of sexual relationship whatever and he had like the fun with it but at the end of the day he was trying to pursue things that were actually like local to him and trying to like you know um do stuff like which is fair enough because I was doing the same right as you were but like he couldn't balance both and he was just kind of like over promising and falling short yeah like over and over again and I feel like that was kind of like indicative of maybe his nature throughout like the whole relationship where he was kind of just like falling short of the um illusion that he created yeah being capable of like more than that you know I think the best word you said is fantasy because I think that is kind of like our entire relationship. Yeah. Like we have never met his friends. He's never met my friends. Like we've only been together. The two of us like we met on a holiday. Like it's all very like dumb and romantic and you can listen back to it. Um, right. But there's nothing that's like <laughs> practical and like real about it. Right. And it's, it's nice to go back into that like soft space, this like fantasy world. Yeah, yeah. It's like really, especially after a breakup when you're feeling low, like I think that's, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking when I messaged him, honestly. <laughs> I think I just wanted us to be on good terms. Like, I didn't, I, again, like, it was all about, like, the bridges I burned, kind of, like, mending them that you can walk across. Maybe you can't drive a car across them, but you can walk across this bridge, right? It's not stable, but it's not unstable. So... I think post-breakup, I was more into... I was just very soft girl. Like, I, it's really weird to me to even admit that, <laughs> that I was, like, emotional and vulnerable, but, like, that's what I was. Um, and I just felt, like, kind of the need to make amends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a weird place to be in. It's yeah. a weird place for you to be in, specifically. Like, me watching that, like, third person was, like... You know, it was definitely 
weird to see you giving someone a chance and like also rooting for you and rooting for the possibility that it could work out, but also, you know, knowing that the, the practical implications like didn't really lend themselves to anything actually happening. Yeah, no, it's more like setting up the future in a way, like both with my ex-boyfriend and this guy, like that if I see them again, it's not going to be throwing a drink in their face immediately. You know, like that's kind of the mending I was doing. Okay. Yeah. So what about you, Elle? What are your throwback hits? Um, So I had 10 of them. Oh my God. I, so, okay. So, To be clear, my throwback hits were guys from my past who either reached out to me or who I reached out to this year. And I think because I went through a breakup this year that was maybe kind of obvious on social media, I think a lot of guys in my past felt inclined to reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Of this list, I think I maybe reached out to like one or two. But most of them just, like, found their way into, like, my life again, which Mm -hmm. was weird. And, like, even, you know, in a very, like, temporal, short-lived How would they reach out to you? Like, in Um, what form of social media? Because I think that's important. So a lot of them were Instagram DMs because when I got out of my relationship with R, I started, like, obviously thirst trapping as any sane woman would. Right. Naturally. Naturally. Like you need to just like be like feeling yourself and give yourself that confidence boost. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I did that for a few months and, um, definitely some guys from my past reached out. If I'm looking through the list, the notable ones are one guy that I was, I actually went on a first date with before R and I started dating. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, he was a nice guy and I knew him in real life. It wasn't like I knew him from an app. Um, we had mutual friends. We still have mutual friends. And I'm like, honestly, we just had nothing in common, but like, he really liked me. So after R and I broke up, we saw each other once over the summer and went on a date after that. And it was just like, we went on the date. It was fine, but there's just like no actual chemistry. We had nothing in common. We shared stories and we talked about stuff and whatever, but like nothing was really groundbreaking. Nothing really like broke the ice. Like everything was very surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a clear, it was a clear no for me, but he still continued to pursue it. To the point where, like, I had to, like, eventually text him and say, hey, you know, I enjoy being friends with you, but I just don't think we really have anything here. Yeah. Which is, like, a weird thing when it's, like, you know, when someone likes you and you're, like, but, like, why? I think, like, if you saw it through with him before you started dating R, that it would just have gone its natural route. But because it's kind of been pushed back, it now seems a little bit more serious than what it is meant to be because you've you've had kind of a connection and then you were in a relationship and that relationship ended and then you're trying to reconnect. And there's a lot of pressure on that reconnection actually working now. Yeah, but it's weird because the thing is that we went on that first date and there wasn't really much of a connection then either. And that was two years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. So it's like we went from no connection two years ago and maybe an unresolved kind of feeling between us to now post-breakup, 
going out again and still not really having much of a connection, mm. you know? So it was just like kind of a weird situation. Eventually I like, yeah, eventually I was just like, I don't really see this going anywhere. And that was that, but it was just like, I don't know. It's an interesting one because again, like the whole time I was just like, what do you see in me? Like, what do you think we have in common mm. that you see a relationship coming out of this. Yeah. You know, cause he was definitely approaching it in a more serious and like less fuck boy way. Like it wasn't like he was just trying to fuck me. He was trying to date me. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that makes sense, but I think that makes sense because women are usually the ones to try to make things work when suddenly you're not the one trying to make things work. And it's like your choice. You suddenly think like, is this really the person for me? Yeah. And I think more people need to be thinking that it's it, dating is a two way street. It's a two way street. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to really, even if this person's interested in you and is engaging with you and trying to get you, are you even interested in them? You right. know? And like women are rarely put in that position because guys are mostly, you know, fuck boys or they're looking for something casual. Yeah. Like statistically guys are looking on dating apps for something casual. Statistically women are on dating apps to look for a relationship. Mm-hmm. So knowing that in mind that if a guy is pursuing a relationship, you have to consider it. You know, and then when you consider it and you don't want it, it feels wrong. It feels like you're going against the grain and nature in a way because this is what you've been looking for, right? Absolutely, it does. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. So that was one of them. Um, I'm looking through my list. There's another one. So this guy that I was like sort of like frenemies almost with in college. Um, he always like wanted to be friends with me but my ex hated him and knew him through a mutual friend and I don't know we always had beef sort of he was like in a frat I was like in a sorority and it would always go to parties at his house and just like rip on him and be really mean to him and like all throughout college basically our dynamic was like me being mean to him Mm -hmm. but we hung out like a couple times because we were from like same area back at home so we were like smoking buddies for a little bit but like literally maybe you know two or three times at most um so it wasn't a deep friendship that I planned on you know um so how did he reach out to you so actually when I was in line to vote um back in November Mm -hmm. I'm online I'm there minding my own business for like an hour and a half reading a book online trying to keep warm, minding my own business. And eventually I get to the very front of the line and I hear someone yell my name. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, no way. And then I hear it again and I turn and it's this person. And he's like far enough behind me online that we're at the, like the line wraps around. Mm -hmm. So we're at the point where like it wraps around and he's like behind me diagonally. Yeah. And I'm wearing, like, a beanie, a, a, a face mask thing, you know, a jacket, whatever. And I'm like, how did you recognize me? Like, I'm so freaked out. I'm like, like, less than a third of my face is visible right now. I think I was even wearing sunglasses, honestly. And I was just like, what? And he, like noticed me and I took my glasses or whatever off and I looked at him and I was like 
who are you? And he like said <laughs> his first and surprised. last name. And I was like, oh shit. And he's like, yeah, it's crazy. He's like, you live in Brooklyn, right? And like mentioned my neighborhood specifically. And I was like, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, that's funny. I live there too. And I'm like, weird that you know that I live there and I don't know that you live there. Yeah, who's this fucking person? Like, hello, introduce yourself. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's just funny. He's like, oh, it's crazy. Like, do you go to this plant shop in the neighborhood? <laughs> and then and the answer is yes. <laughs> and I'm like, so you know that you live in my neighborhood, right? Uh-huh. Because you clearly creeped it enough. You know that I'm big on plants. <laughs> You know me. And you probably know that I go to this plant shop specifically. You fucking know me. Yeah, you're fishing for answers for things that you know yeah. that I'm into. Um, so it was just, like, kind of weird, but, like, I knew, like, I know him. Like, you know, like, we went to we went to lunch a couple times, like, as friends. Um, a lunch early, is very friendly. Early, yeah, it was, like, like, it wasn't even, like, regular lunch. Like, it was, like going out to smoke weed in my car and then go to a diner. Like, that kind of vibe. That's great lunch. Like, it was, like, stoner friend lunch. Right. You know? So, it was just, like, funny. I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like, crazy life. Whatever. And he texted me afterwards. He's like, hey, like, so funny seeing you. Like, let's hang out sometime. I was like, okay, cool. Sometime, maybe. We haven't hung out yet. I mean, like, I actually... I would maybe because he's like kind of cute um but yeah that's that's one of my throwbacks and then I had another who was our um um actually my cousin's um friend um from Florida yeah who was this like Jamaican daddy like absolute like mixed beautiful daddy who I started DMing again this year just because, like, after my breakup, I was, like, I was, I was just, like, I can, you know? Yeah, I mean, post-breakup, you can, you should. I was just, like, yeah, like, this guy is, like, hot as shit. And, like, I can DM him, so why not? So I started DMing him. And it's, like, it's so funny because he's, like, a fuckboy, but he's, like, the kind of fuckboy that I'm, like, I feel like he would not be a fuckboy for me. <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like yeah, I could You can change him. him. I can tame this man. <laughs> And I truly believe that. I don't believe that about a lot of, like, American fuckboys, but I believe it about this one. Mm -hmm. That's another. And then there's just, like, a slew of, like, random dudes that I went to college with who have, like, crawled out of the woodwork this year and, like, DM'd me on Instagram mostly and, like, started liking my tweets or just DMing me or whatever. And, like, it's just so strange to me because I'm like, do you really think that liking my posts on social media is the road to dating me because it's not I mean I mean if that's all you have to go off of I applaud them I mean that's the only route that you can possibly do it's like poking someone on Facebook god it's like stop it's like we didn't we didn't date or fuck in college for a reason Mm. right so like why now and there are definitely some guys from college that I didn't hook up with that I would have but, like, I don't know. If you, like, if I wanted to fuck you, I would. Right? Like, it's, yeah. it's that kind of, like, please don't try after all these years kind of thing for me. So you're, like, a like you like the attention, but you would not engage in it in a serious matter. I almost, like, I don't know if I can say that I, like, objectively like the attention. Like, 
Objectively, I think that's the only thing you can say. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, the attention happens. Sure, okay, maybe objectively I like the attention. But, like, I don't want to engage with it most of the time. Like, most of the time I'm like, we went to college together. We were friends. The time has passed. We're not going to date now just because we're both in our mid-20s now. I mean, especially, that, like, hurts me because I'm the person reaching out. <laughs> but especially if we were friends. Because if we just, like, fucked around or we just, like, you know, hooked up once in a while or something happened between us or whatever, and it was, like, a missed connection, like, in that sense, that might pan out now. Yeah. If we were friends... We're not going to fuck now. Mm. We didn't fuck in college for a, a specific reason, which is because we were friends. So don't hit me up now. Okay. Like, no, it's weird. Like, don't hit on me. Yeah, I, I see. I see that there's a, also if you have hooked up with them, there's almost a fair game of like, uh, you know, in discretion. If I've hooked up with them, there's a fair game in that I can ghost them if I don't want it to go any further, or I can talk to them if I'm sort of entertaining the idea. But if they were my friend, it's like clickbait almost. Because it's yeah. like, you know, like I'm not going to ghost you because we were friends. And if you're asking me how I'm doing, I want to know how you're doing too, because we were friends. Right. But you were trying to fuck me on the low. So you're saying there's no way out of the friend zone. No. Okay. Not five years post-college. Mm. Okay. Uh, I mean, listeners, good to know. <laughs> like, don't, yeah, exactly. Don't try to crawl out of the friend zone five years later with no, um, no real reason or no, I don't know, like nothing else to really cement it based on. Mm. Okay. Let's throw it. At, that was our throwback hits. That's the throwback hits. Um, so we're gonna do on repeat. So these are the guys. Wait, we missed one. No, we didn't. Top genre, bitch. Oh yeah. Oops. What is your 2020 top genre of man? Okay, my top genre of man is ex-Europeans. <laughs> and this can go in like many senses. It can so I've gone on a date with um I'm just like not into Americans. Like I'm sorry guys. I'm sorry, American guys. I'm sorry, not sorry, because you know, you're not, you're not up there, you know, sexually, you know, you're not like awoke enough. And, um, it's not like saying no to all American guys, but like, I need to have some sort of like international mindset when I date you. So the, I think I've, I've, since my breakup, I've like slept with a German guy. Um, I slept with a lawyer guy who's Canadian, so not American. Um, I've definitely gone back to exes who were not American, aka the ones who were like the throwback hits. So my, I think my top genre would be like ex Europeans in a in a, a matter. I feel that because it's just there's a different mindset there, like. <sighs> There's something about European men, like, they can just make you laugh in a different way. Mm. Like, they just, like, they're just different. Like, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're you know, like, American men, like, they just, they just hit different than American men. They do. Like, I don't know. Way. They're just, like, they just don't have the pretenses. They don't have, like, the fuck warrior. Right. Age. They don't grow up with that same level of, like, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. that every American man is, like, has programmed into the fiber of his being. Mm-hmm. It's just so different. It's different. And, like, I like that non-Americanness. Even, like, I I actually went on a first date that ended badly. But, like, a first date with a guy who's 
parents were British and he lived locally in Westchester and he's been abroad and like lived abroad. And like, I was like, okay, check, check, check. Like we definitely on paper, we should definitely be a match. But in reality, he was kind of like a hippie like character. Like there's different versions of the abroad American, right? There's the abroad American who like teaches English. There's the abroad American who's escaping their life and doesn't do anything. There's the abroad American who's like living there because of uni or like their work. Like there's so many different aspects of Europeans and American abroad and like the, the various combinations. And I think I've, fuck it, there's Canadians. I mean, like I've, I've, there's Canadians. I've seen this through so many different ways and possibilities that I can say definitely my type is someone who is like an international Eurocentric mindset. So like that definitely has been my overarching type, my ex-boyfriend being European with an American accent, living in America, like, and and now living in Europe because we've obviously he's the only living in Europe. That's why we fucking broke up. But like, you know, I, I think there's different aspects of that Europeanness, but overarchingly, it'll be like the Euro man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what is your top genre of guy? So, unfortunately, my top genre is creatives. Um, <laughs> so, as much as I, I think, intentionally try to avoid the creatives, as I tallied my 2020, um, you know, in arrears. Most of the guys I dated were creatives. Um, and that ranges from like actual, you know, artists in terms of like painters um, versus like film and media people, whatever. So, yeah, just creatives then. It's just like fucking annoying because I mean, you live in Brooklyn. In my, right, in my heart of hearts and in my soul, I feel that the creatives are not for me slash for anyone, you know, <laughs> refer to, um, episode 51, I think where we talk about, or maybe episode 50, where we talk about how creatives, you know, creatives versus no one. Um, but yeah, for some reason or another, those are my top hits of 2021. Wait, 2020. Fuck, what 2020. year is it? I don't know. 2020. Yes. Okay. So on repeat. So who is the guy you've talked to the most this year? Um, mine is my friend Jay, um, Jay being a letter. Um, so Jay is my friend who you guys might remember from last summer. I went to his wedding. He's my best guy friend from college. Um, he got married in 2019, divorced early on in 2020. And again, we've been best friends since like 2012. And we're super close. And I would say that out of everyone I've spoken to for the duration of this year, I've spoken to him the most. Mm. Um, I think mine is my ex-boyfriend, H, who I've broken up with this year. Um, just because in quarantine, we didn't talk for a bit, but like we're kind of talking a little bit now. And... There's almost, I don't know. It's just like nice to talk to somebody who likes you and that you like talking to in a way, uh, knowing that nothing will happen because we're like thousands of miles apart. You know, it's almost like therapeutic in a way. So um, he would be my on repeat for sure. 
Okay. Okay. Next category, number of hinge matches from, and let's clarify. So this is from when we both like got out of our relationships to now. So like from basically May 1st mm-hmm. to now, what's yours be? 104 matches. Damn bitch. <laughs> okay. Mine is 85. Yeah, I mean, of those 104, you can go back and listen to the number of the first days I've actually had. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. So, like, important to note here, like, just because someone is a match doesn't mean that you're actually going on a date with them, so... Or even talking to them. Yeah, no, you can match with someone and then they never have a conversation and they just, like, end up in the archive. Um, so, yeah, this number is not super representative of anything. It's just, like... A fun number. It's just fun. <laughs> Okay, number of thirst traps posted. 10, 10, 10, bitch. Yeah, I also have 10. We both have 10, which is this is our only number that we have exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so these are our thirst traps posted, again, from our breakups until now. Any picture on Instagram, um, specifically in a post, not including a story, mm-hmm. where we were just, like, being hot bitches. And to be noted... We counted each other's thirst traps. We did, we did. In terms of unbiasedness. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I thought you had 10 thirst traps. You thought I had 10 thirst traps. I thought you had 10 as well. Yeah. Yeah, so there it is. Um, Okay, so best of 2020. Who's the best lay? The best dude? I mean, it's been a terrible year. I mean, it's not been a great amount of men in terms of choice. Um, So what is your best... 2020 guy. Ugh, so this sucks to admit out loud. <laughs> My best lay of 2020 was Bedside Boy. Um, so again, for our listeners, this was the actually first and only person that I slept with, aside from R, after the breakup. Um, we started seeing each other in August. We went on like a handful of dates. We hung out like a bunch of times. And he was just like, close by. He was really cool. We had a lot of fun together. Um, he was just like a really easy person to like have a nice time with. And so we hung out like a bunch and definitely the sex was good. Like the, um, food choice was good, which is really all I'm looking for. <laughs> it's always about the food with you. Altogether, it's literally like my, if I could put on my dating profile that all I'm looking for is someone to have good food and good sex with I would but like yeah that's it was great in both of those aspects um so yeah as short-lived as it was that was my that was my best 2020 um yeah my best would be probably the lawyer I saw over the month to two months while I was in Bushwick and before I moved back to Westchester and it was just like fun to date again and then like date the same person as well mm-hmm. like there was nothing spectacular about him but it was also something like comforting in a way of like I don't know just like having a kind of like known good date good yeah. sex with someone you know predictability um so yeah definitely him um, on that note, what is the worst of 2020? Oh my god. Okay, so for me, it's Fort Green Fuckboy. So it was this guy that so he actually lived in Bedside as well, but um for anyone who knows the geography of Brooklyn really well, uh Fort Green is very close by. And so I had picked a place for us to go out in Fort Green 
we had like a an okay date. Like our first um, spot for dinner was good. Our next spot for drinks was good. The spot after that for drinks was good. And then we went to his apartment. We went out onto his roof to like have some wine and have a nightcap. And he started to tell me about how, in his opinion, um, COVID was not a big deal. Mm, I and this guy. the government had no place in regulating it or telling people to wear masks and shutting down businesses or, you know, anything like that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? We're literally in a pandemic where at that point, 2000 people a day were dying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these are all preventable deaths. Like, yes, these people had pre-existing conditions, but like none of this death had to happen. Yeah. And your take right now is that like, the government needs to just let all these big businesses operate because basically like you feel like, Oh, well my, my dad works for an airline. Therefore we have to let big business do its thing because we're basically holding people hostage by that. Yeah. It's such bullshit. You know? Like I was so angry and we like started to like talk about it. And I started to very angrily talk about it. And he was like, Oh, well like convince me otherwise. And I was like, it's not my job to educate you yeah. on what our government should or should not be doing. Like, this is not my place. This is not my job. We're on a first date and I am so angry that you believe this. And that also you think that like, it's my job to convince you otherwise. So I stormed the fuck out of there and I left screaming, screaming and crying, like very drunkenly. It was a beautiful moment. How about you? Um, my worst of 2020, uh, I mean, there's like a lot of (laughs) bad, not, I mean, I didn't go on that many first dates, but I think there's a lot of like meh dates, um, besides the ones that blatantly were not a match. I think my worst one would have to be a guy I met, um, on a dating app. I think who gives a fuck what the dating app was, but we met in Brooklyn and in Williamsburg, so it was Kike. He lived in the East Village. I lived in Bushwick. So meeting Williamsburg was like a perfect halfway in between point. But he was like replying to work emails constantly. Yeah. And like we were both brown, but like I felt like he didn't like want to talk about the frankness of like being brown and dating and like you know I don't know I just feel like there should be like some sort of openness if you're dating someone of like even just not even like the same ethnicity but just like being a minority in the dating world like I don't think it's weird to ask if you know you usually date brown people or like you know you usually date white people like I think it's kind of like the openness and the frankness I just felt like he wasn't matching and he wasn't like he kind of like took a like PC personal like aspect kind of like he's above it all where it's just like uh, you're not um and I thought actually he ghosted me after that date but it turns out he did text me but I never saw the text <laughs> and then after that I was like well fuck it um because like he was hot and I was I would definitely fuck him, but like at the end of it, I was just like, yeah, no, the personality just like wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and then you being on your phone all the time, like if you're busy at work, like super busy, like a busy period, or you know you have a project, like yeah. just don't go on a date. Yep. Just don't go on a date. You know, like just why? 
Um, so yeah, um, that's that. That was worse of 2020. Not that terrible, honestly, between the two of us. Yeah. Not that bad. Yeah. Um, We've done worse. So let's look forward to 2021. What are you hoping for, Elle? Oh, again, so guys, as you probably know at this point, I am applying to grad school in Europe. And How would anyone know that? No one knows Did that. Did I not mention no. that in multiple... Really? No, I, I mean, I know that, but like, no. I totally thought... Okay, okay, fine, fine, listeners. Um, so I'm applying to grad school in Europe, like nine programs so like hopefully I get into one of them um but basically yeah I'm like shirking my um kind of corporate slave job and pursuing something that I'm really interested in and I'm going to Europe to do that so yeah I'm not really looking for much in terms of dating um Again, like someone to have good meals and good sex with, like every now and again. Like that is truly it for me. Like that's mm. all I want is like something that's like steady casual, you know? Um preferably with someone that's like close by in my neighborhood. <laughs> Always um, a location for you. <laughs> I just you know what? I love a I love a convenient fling. Um, so that's it. Like, you know, it's gonna be a long, hard lockdown. So the easier that I can find someone who is like sort of nearby and just kind of wants to do the same things that I do, like the better. Mm. So that's it. That's all I'm looking for. Like I'm not looking for my soulmate. I'm not looking for like a husband, like nothing. Like Mm. I'm literally just looking for someone who has similar food taste and wants to hang out. Yeah. That's it. If even that. Yeah. I think similarly I'm looking towards the future in terms of like like my soulmate is not in America my soulmate's like in Europe somewhere and like I'm focused on kind of like yes working this corporate job but like also moving back to Europe and doing shit like that so and it, currently taking away the like future goals like I also I, I don't give a fuck who I date honestly at this point like it's really just like a dick would be nice just like a dick who just isn't actually like an asshole yeah. <laughs> you know if that makes sense like I just I, I the bar is so low right now for men um yeah, I just I I'm not looking for my next boyfriend, my next fiance or husband or anything like that. Like it just seems like such a heavy thing to be looking for in the middle of pandemic. And I think everyone's mm-hmm. lives are just moving. I think this is the time that you really got you got to do you. If you're lucky enough to be single and like you 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 have to retrospectively look into your life and what you've done and gotten to this point, this is the time to make hard life decisions without a significant other and I think we're both at that point right now where we're just going to have to like do that and like yep. it's freeing in a way because no one else is influencing your decision or your future. It's on fucking you. It's all you. So um no matter what guy I meet, like nothing's going to change my life trajectory in my way and the same can be said for you yeah yeah cool um 2021 looks a lot better than 2024 coming at you (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but that is our 2020 wrapped. I hope you guys enjoyed our stats, even yeah. though there are not that many. <laughs> I think that there were plenty. I think, I think like, compared there to everyone else's. Listen, Spotify gives you five categories wrapped. We gave you, like, 11. So, <laughs> fuck off, Spotify. <laughs> we gave you a lot to choose from. And um, look back at your 2020. You know, don't be so critical about it. Like, this year technically is completely a wash. This year was a garbage fire like a true dumpster fire on ice like uh, times 10 so you know like you could have nothing go on this year and that's totally fine but you know if you had um some 2020 wrapped highlights that you want to share with us feel free to dm um feel free to send us a message in any way we're happy to shout you out you know tweet us and yeah, we'll, we'll definitely read, we'll retweet, and um, yeah, 2020 will fucking end this year, and let's all like put this fucking year to bed, honestly. Yeah, bitch. Alright, we're done. Bye! Wrap! Bye! Now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Damn it. 52? Uh, 53? No, 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 no. 50, 51 is the one that's not showing up for you, so 52.